You're listening to BAU, Business as Unusual, the podcast that is shifting the way we think, interact and transact. Morning, Joe. Morning, Pat. How are you? Yeah, I'm really well, thanks. That's good. Yeah. Been managing to stretch your limbs or have you been um, doing the chameleon behind the, what is it, the praying mantis working at the, oh, on the, the tools? Yeah, on the tools. Um, no, no, I've been managing managing to stretch out. I think there's, uh, you have to when, yeah. you're, when you're on the tools. So you kind of have to uh, make sure that you're you're stretching yourself out every, you know, the, the most you can. But certainly yeah. you kind of, you do you do feel it. So the old uh, desk jockey-itis yeah. happens to us all. Yeah, for sure. The mm. old, I get the giraffe neck. I'm, I'm, <laughs> giraffe I'm neck. susceptible to it as is, right? Yeah, I get the shoulder cave that yeah, kind of okay. pulls pulls in. So yeah. yeah, you gotta kind of relax and yeah, get away from the screen from time time to time. Hundred percent. I hope everyone's feeling great out there. We've got a lot of rain here in Victoria. Yeah, yeah. La Nina just yeah. keeps on giving, doesn't it? It really does. It's, mm. Yeah, it's the season that keeps on giving. So. Yep. Yeah, it's uh yeah. There's water everywhere. So yeah, yeah it's uh yeah, it's kind of like I mean we had this last yeah we've had this a few times now. Yeah. Mm. So it's where we landed, and um, today yeah. we've promised to do the history of the internet, which is not <laughs> the history of the internet. I'm joking. We're just sort of trying, picking up of last conversation and and taking it from understanding, trying to understand where what might be working under the surface of Web three by mm. looking at how the other iterations of the internet have played out and what I suppose the ask was of it mm. and what the end result was because yeah. we. Last week, for anyone who wasn't here, we were sort of looking about who's going to control the rails to a certain degree, the rails of innovation, but then the rails of operation yep. for Web3 and trying to understand that. And we landed at a pretty bleak spot, I think, remember. <laughs> Back at disillusioned. <laughs> that it was, it was getting in pretty similar to where we're at it now, yeah. which is obviously calls for an iteration mm. um, and hence the, the title that sits behind a lot of it, it's decentralization. Mm. So I definitely need a lot of chicken scratching. We've just got chickens, so I'm taking um, taking inspiration from the way they get around and scratch around, but doing it online and trying to understand sort of the asks of the previous webs and what they were sort of doing and what the tasks yeah. were. And I think the task is I've come with the glass half full today. Good. And the task of this iteration, I still think it'll end differently, but um, the task of this iteration is quite different to the other two there's obviously been a lot more but the ones that we sort of mm. so what would you what would you say the task is of this this version of the interwebs i think it's i hate to use the word but it is making the internet a lot more resilient mm. and the internet not reliant on one or two three four five servers and probably pulling it up from the sea because <laughs> at the moment if someone <laughs> A cuts, a cable. Comes, cuts cable like you know <laughs> yeah. operations done yeah for a whole section of the globe yep so it is really susceptible and like where we see it at the moment geopolitically mm. everywhere like yeah it's it's a thing that needs to be taken seriously and i think that's from like taking away from kumbayas and everything that sometimes i think people get lost in with web3 uh, which is necessary it's good to dream is is that resilience piece and and it's also a piece around ownership to a degree um and yep. building whether it is you're just a user or whether you are actually a builder that everyone has a piece to play whether that lands is another question but i think that's what 
this piece is i think we've got the content so the first bit was bringing sort of the analog world online and yep. saying here this is content yeah and then web 2 was like how do you get applications to make that a lot more easier and accessible to use and i think this iteration is like yeah we've got all of that but how do we make it more resilient so it's not relying on a single mm. server and then how do we actually let people know that they own their data and like how do we sort of distribute that value and understand what that means because data is going to play such a bigger role in our lives going forward and there's epic data sets on us now but what does that mean moving forward and how do we sort of decentralize that or yeah so that it's not it's not kind of held i guess be you know the the thing you know as you rightly point out the steps through time really what where it started is almost where it's ended so if you think back to kind of you know tim berners lee and kind of the initial thinking around kind of really it was about connecting academics across phone lines so to be able to actually share share knowledge but to get on those systems you actually had to be part of academia so the kind of the web really started through kind of university like when i went to university it was really this was becoming a thing Mm. and my school was part of it so therefore like we learned how to you know do html how to code those types of things i mean it was super annoying to to learn how to do those how to do those things because you literally had to actually be able to do all the command Mm. code to to make it work but it was possible to do and then as we've gone through this trajectory i think we've landed up where really the phase we've been in is kind of what the mobile kind of era the mobility piece but the data all sits in one spot whereas what you're talking about is that the system resilience is now becoming it's the it's the other nodes and the interconnections um peer-to-peer in some mm-hmm. in some ways but the actual decentralization of this system and then also the 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 resilience of other ways to stay connected mm-hmm. so and i think this is where kind of the the interesting part as you're rightly pointing out is is touching on so there will be naturally kind of i think always wall gardens kind of rails that are controlled because it's really it's a, it's a world of ease but then the actual thing itself is becoming less controlled by big kind of organizations yeah and it's sort of decentralizing the infrastructure the operation and then there's a lot of talk about taking the wall down for data so it is accessible or as a user you can see where your data is going and that's when you get that because it's weird we've spoken a lot about trust but a lot about the tech that's coming through is a trustless system which feels counterintuitive but at the same time it's a base layer of going or you can see behind it like yeah you're pulling that curtain down and starting to see where it is and i think we last left that conversation last week around <clears throat> there was a lot of optimism around connecting the world um, yeah. last iteration and uh, you can be with your friends, you can do whatever you do. Mm-hmm. And what we saw was, yes, that was really powerful and we can't take away from that movement like yeah. an amazing thing yeah. that did happen for yeah. better or for worse. It's true marriage. Yep. They're intertwined. Yep. And now we're seeing some pretty weird traits of a partner yep. and being like, well, what is actually going on Hmm. and and how is this data being used and what does that actually mean for society and how is this playing which is like conversations that need to happen and so whether it is better or for worse like these conversations are productive conversations they are just still hard because the water's so muddy and it's and it's uh it's a hard place to land a ship. It's well, it's it's ugly, right? It's it's, it's not just that it's messy. Like it's it's actually ugly. I mm. think some some of where 
kind of the the tech has taken in terms of the you know like but it makes sense like you know if you look back throughout human history like we are not really equipped to be able to deal like we are tribal animals right and if you kind of just look at the way that we've always been we've lived with loose group affiliation typically you know you might be in a group of 20 to kind of 40 people on an ongoing basis you might belong to a broader thing which is around 300 which is exactly what facebook figured out within four years of building social graph is that then those points but then what they did which is the ugliness Mm -hmm. in terms of with the commerce motive they went okay well those groups have these let's say there's little bubbles if you imagine you're sitting looking at the social graph as a as a kind of data engineer at uh, facebook you're going how do i connect those bubbles so that i can actually sell them all advertising like that would have been your intention so you're sitting there going how do i do all of that question and then but what does that things like rage fear hatred etc because you can polarize groups between and draw big enough poles in terms of kind of these loose groupings that these kind of other like more kind of almost like family tribal units mm. then can you know they can hate one another at a, at a you know at a very simplistic level that's but that's kind of always been it's a, the distrust of what you don't know right but then it's, it's played out <laughs> but it's very easy and that's the thing is that we t- spoke about last time is that institutions broadly used to be able to um, have a message that I think was more unified in that kind of like our big institutions used to be able to broadly keep all those little kind of tribal units, whether it's like the community you live in, you know, where we live, like it's not dissimilar, right? If there's a very, there's where we live on the peninsula, there is a, there is a narrative that goes through this place around whether you're local or whether you're a tourist, right? And, or you're a holiday home person. And those things are all, loosely broken up into bits and i reckon to build on that narrative Mm. like so we've got two here you're saying two here and i feel like what facebook has done say taking that narrative Mm. we've also got different socio-political classes who live here so to break down so that class who lives here on the peninsula take it to like a facebook i think what they've done because I'm not saying the narrative was great before they it came. It wasn't. No. Like, but it was very simplistic. But now it's gotten very complex. There's a lot of micro-narratives that are going around. Yep. Those bubbles that you explained. Yeah. And people are like, oh, I found way more of my close-knit, way more of my close-knit. They think similar and I keep getting fed that same thing. For sure. And it's not... It's playing on something that's there, but it's also accentuating it and also making you hate another. Like yeah, that's how it, it builds well, it's, a community. It, it's almost making it real in a way that it wasn't. Like <clears throat> mm. it might have been things you kind of felt, yeah. but it's not something perhaps you acted on or kind of had as part of your identity construct because it would have gotten challenged. I mean, we've had this conversation yeah. before is that someone was going to call your shit out and be like, you can't do that. You yeah. just can't say it. Yeah. And, and it doesn't, and then you would have a little bit of a reset, but that doesn't happen because it's all of, in an attention economy. No one saying no in this in those worlds is the worst thing you can say. What they want to keep you doing is going blah blah blah, blah just like the, yeah. you know the lab rat who figures out the maze and you know gets to the gets to the cookies first yeah. is going to eat all the cookies, and that's what they figured out is that there's a way to do that, which is very distressing. But then what it's actually from an institutional perspective, the response to that 
hasn't been great. So like our institutions in kind of, they haven't known what to do with that. The way that we speak to one another has been reorganized, but web 3.0 and what you're talking about in this decentralized approach is that we're moving from trusting in institutions to how do we trust each other as individuals? Yeah. Which is, Mm. which I think is a really cool move. And I sort of, I don't know, in a composting mindset, I feel like that's sort of needed that breakdown of those two because often it was two narratives existing in one place and even in that tourist and local, there was this to and fro. There was. And sort of breaking, I don't know if they should break it down because it's pretty hyper at the moment with that to and fro hate and like. Yeah. Thumbs up, thumbs Thumbs down, down. classic Roman Empire (laughs) shit. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, this sort of movement, like at least I think it's heading in a direction that's trying to... You understand that, not trying to heal it, but just trying to work with it in a different way. And it's getting rid of that mm. that middle play and that trustlessness is an interesting word yeah. for a space like that. But it's a bit like, you know, I often think about these things through like, you know, what we've touched on a few times is that it's legacy that we've actually ended up here. But to be human is to need to figure out how we're organized and to understand how we relate to one another. Mm. It's just, we can, we're never going to change that. And every piece of technology or every institution and if you think about um, the way that we live as citizens as technology because it's an organizing principle that helps the broad definition of technology that helps make things more efficient easier etc those are all organizing forms to keep us on track right so the nation state and kind of these institutions like central banks Mm -hmm. and kind of all of this sort of stuff all came out of ways to actually help us broadly stay on track and kind of stay to stay together sometimes they're corrupted sometimes they weren't it's no different than what you see on the internet mm-hmm. um but broadly the the technology is pretty neutral in terms of kind of building you know you could say monarchy is a piece of technology you could say democracy is if you really want to take it that way but we're entering this phase where we're now all connected yeah outside of all of that but the institutions in our world have actually become big technology companies who've built this infrastructure and now we're at a point where a lot of people are going okay that's all great but as you said what they haven't done is build resilience Mm. you know like it's the cable gets cut etc there's no other way to connect it now other people are trying to do that you know certainly kind of you know a lot of satellites in space etc but even people themselves are going okay well how do i build a little tower that actually kind of connects between everyone and it's just different stuff happening yeah some cool stuff happening and like <clears throat> it's i suppose it's, it's like a brain if you take the internet as a brain a human collective brain yeah it's cool because now it's like we were all nodes accessing a central nervous system but now we're starting to build these like <clears throat> neurons between node and node and node and each exactly. node carries a bit of a load so yep. there's like IPFS, which is yep. then it cool. carries all of the internet together collectively across each node, which is sick. Yep. And that takes away the cord. That's yep. just the evolving and where it's all moving is, I think, obviously it's impossible to put an answer on it. But I think, uh, I think we need to acknowledge that it's different to last yep. iteration. For sure. I don't think it's all coming from one valley. No. Um, and I think it's got a very much open principle to, to be able to develop that. The hard bit of this is, like anything, is we've still got a very much concentration of knowledge. Yep. And that's what's I think the challenge in this space is how do you open up that knowledge space? And this space is moving so quick. So just by very nature, whoever's like at, <clears throat> at the pinnacle of that knowledge, whether it's pushing 
decentralization on information, science, whatever they're pushing, they're always at the front and they're moving and whoever's trying to catch up, like they're listening to a conversation that happened six months ago. Yeah. And that's a space that's hard to mitigate. Like how do you get people to feel empowered to carry that forward? Because it's still very much university-based. That's where a lot of the grants are sitting. Yep. Um, but there's a lot of money in there and there's people trying to figure it out, like capital-wise, to For actually sure. swing it back to yep. what happened in Silicon Valley. Yeah, yeah. The the difference I, I mean I would I would argue is kind of is that what I see happening is that there's there's going to be a difference as between open and closed. So that's that's one of the meta themes. I can you know if you look at the world at the moment, there's kind of more of this like there's an open expansive kind of this will all come together somehow. But then there's much more of a kind of a closed. Let's just keep this all kind of contained kind of vibe. And like at a country level, you can say China is a completely closed, closed. system loop. And but other countries have gone in that manner as well. But then other countries are kind of completely wide open in terms of kind of how they're actually going about doing this. But I think we don't know. That's I think we just exactly, sit, I think we sit in the yeah. middle of something and you kind of, it's, it's hard to judge history when you're living it. But it feels it's, very yeah. historic. Like it does. It yeah. feels like this is, yeah, a real fork, yeah. a real fork in the road. But it's a it's a communication technology that is the most to me is the most interesting part mm. because that's going to go from being something that is based in, you know, needing to if you just think about how it's all evolved from dialing up into a server beep 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 beep, yeah. beep waiting for that to kind of come down HTML way to structure the information to now the information is basically flowing across air and that's what's interesting is that in that flow there also can be energy transmitted etc that actually will allow it to come back and that's what people are trying to and have actually figured out is that kind of you know like the majority of the way that we communicate is now over air it's not over wire and so if you take that to its natural conclusion once there's nodes built everywhere there's no need for the central air or the central provider it's it, it's everywhere mm. it's like oxygen it's the way that we actually kind of go about doing stuff and once that's done then you've got to think through that's kind of you know that's really human, you know, like to put a kind of, I guess, a self-fulfilling kind of manifest destiny view on it. That is actually us creating our own world, right? That is probably the the epoch of kind of human society is that we finally actually created this thing that kind of lives around us, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, it's like a step in to make humor's consciousness a little bit visceral. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's odd, but it, like it, if you think through it that way, it makes to me like um you know I could be out to lunch, but it it makes <laughs> it makes sense to me when I when I think through it, about it like that way. And your analogy of the brain is a yeah. good one. Is that if you look at kind of what the internet is and you kind of try to map it, it does look like if you've ever looked at the map of a human brain under activity, mm. it looks exactly the same, right? But so does electricity. And so does all these other things that kind of we've created. They all do this. There's patterns, yeah. patterns of replication, yeah, where they form. Because, yeah, we can't take away that we're natural beasts. No. <laughs> so the things that we create, there's definitely elements in that. So... Uh, it's a it's a hard place to pick it where it's going to land, but I think it's it's building to something, and I think that's what life often does. But yeah, to actually pick and and point to where it's mm. going is sort of cool. You don't really know, but I think yeah. you do actually have to carry intentionally a bit of a glass half full in this space because even if we get that glass is going to get sh smashed, <laughs> like yeah, it's it's an attitude game. I think, and if you can't. 
dream that positive thing. I think you got to steep it in reality of where it's landed the last few times. So well, but I think that's you know, like, like if you're up for it, I think that's what we have to do in the next episode. Yeah. Is like this is this is all the openness of yeah. what exists, and that that is the version that's going through, which is that there's going to be more resilience peer to peer, and it can exist outside the construct of company, if, yeah. you, if you like, or organization. However, um, there's also, we have a predisposition as humans to find things that are easy, simpler to use. So we don't have to go through what you just discussed, which is that I don't have to actually understand how yeah, to build my exactly. own little micro cell network at home yeah. that can communicate with everyone else. I don't want to do that. So where the middle piece of all of this often becomes about how and who is going to build the rails through that space. So it's really, you know, and there's definitely some stuff that you have and that I have to discuss on that. But how do we kind of actually think through who is going to actually be the rails in this kind of more distributed um, interweb, I think is is interesting to talk about. It is. Is it, it is. the device? Is it the operating system? Who is it? Yeah, is it the, like even when it's that oxygen, like, because it's obviously it's not coming in through your pores or your lungs. It's, it still needs an access point. It does. So yeah. like, what is that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, even like getting something like whacked in your in your head, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's, I mean, that's definitely theoretically possible and easy to do. Yeah. But it's obviously there's a bit of a bit of an issue in terms of kind of um, human augmentation through through technology. It's never it's never worked in terms of wearables, etc. It still hasn't come to where people thought it would. But I'm I'm intrigued about kind of like to your point. I think it's a nice access to look at this through is like yeah. what's the access point to this point and that is that who's going to control the rails yeah i suppose that's a good way to frame that like access point mm. to that because of you know we can't swim un- under the ocean without oxygen tank we can't access the internet without <laughs> that advice yeah so what is that yeah yeah all right well then we'll do that next time all right all right cheers back your voice made it that's good just <laughs> just, just. No, celebration <laughs> all right cheers Thank you for listening to BAU Business as Unusual. Subscribe and learn more at baupod.co. That's baupod.co.